the day we decide to drop the flimsy makeshift scenarios in our cluttered mind and eschew the uh, alleluias of self-importance, life can become genuine, lucid, and graceful, like a flow of wellness in the glow of a new morning. Hello and welcome to episode 515 of Under the Cull of MS. This is a Wellness Wednesday episode. That was a little quote by Eric Pevernagi. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, but today we're just going to go over some oddball wellness things that I have in my files. And I'm going to rant about a couple little things before that. Starting out with, I see in the news that a Connecticut egg farm has a fire. And 100,000 egg-laying hens died in the fire. I mean, seriously, are we this fucking stupid? Egg prices in the past couple months in Wisconsin have gone from... 89 cents a dozen to five, six, seven, eight dollars a dozen. And we're letting all these egg laying chickens just die because of salmonella issues, because of fires, because of mishandled jackasses that don't know how to run a farm, but are running these farms to make money off stuff, and I'm sure they're going to file insurance claims for these fires and get money back for all these chickens that died, and that a life doesn't mean shit to anybody anymore. Just because it's an animal doesn't mean you have to kill it. doesn't mean that you're right just because you're a big, dumbass, two-footed human that can walk around and talk. That you got the right to kill off whatever the hell you feel like. And that's okay. And you grow up on commandments that talk about thou shall not kill. <laughs> no, I keep bringing this up, but I mean, come on. I mean, this is, is it really that hard to put a bunch of hen houses out in a field, fence off the field? And have free-range chickens running around, enjoying their life, out in the open, going in the hen house, laying eggs, and some dumbass humans coming around and collecting the eggs. Is it that hard to do that? If anything, you might have some predatorial issues. Predators come down and hunting the chickens. So you gotta sit there and do some management to... Get that figured out. But sticking these animals in cages from the day they're born till the day they die, which isn't that far, that long after. I mean, you want to watch something disgusting, watch the Super Size Me guy. His, one of his newer Super Size type videos where he tried to learn about chicken farming and making chicken sandwiches and all that stuff and seeing that now we have chickens that can grow from egg to 
full-sized adult chickens within six months or so. Uh, <laughs> and so you can slaughter them quicker and you can grow them quicker and us fat ass humans can sit there and just devour them by the handfuls. But yeah, this is just getting way out of hand with having 8 billion people on the planet. And you see Asian countries where you just have tons and tons of seafood just laying out on roofs and hanging off of balconies and just shark fins where they chop them off the sharks and throw the sharks back in the ocean to suffer and die and panda farms where they're milking pandas or they're in cages so small they can barely move and that's how they're born and they're milked throughout their life and then they impregnate them and then kill them off and <clears throat> you got the one video of the panda that gave birth and instantly killed its baby because it knew it was going to be have to go through the same life that it went through. I mean, it's just, it's horrendous. And we don't give a shit. We don't care that this is happening as long as we can keep stuffing our faces with the yummy food and have all these fucking cooking shows where they're cooking all this food that's not being used and they're throwing it in garbage cans. And yet we have homeless shelters that are shorthanded. We got food pantries that are shorthanded. We have, so let's sit there. And I know let's start some knife chopping shows and let's put some huge fish and chickens and all that and put them in there and pigs and full-bodied animals and let's just chop them up and let the food fall on the floor and it's like really you couldn't at least lay some plastic down make it sanitary so you can just collect the dead animals when you're done with it and Give them the homeless shelters. Give them the food pantries. <laughs> give them to the homeless. Uh, use them at animal farms, which I'm not a fan of zoos and all that shit either. But dumbasses have to, oh, I see a tiger. I'm going to own it. I'm going to buy a little baby tiger. And oh, no, shit. It's getting bigger than me. It's looking at me and thinking about eating me. I'm going to let it go. We got crocodiles and alligators now you're finding in the midwest of the united states that people are dumping once they get to a certain size i mean i had a guy that i learned my tattooing from he had a room that was just solid reptiles snakes uh, he had a caiman alligator that was four foot long he had an 18-foot python. He had a 21-foot python. I mean, just massive things. It's like, and they're all just sitting in these cages. They're way too small for them. They can hardly move around. And why? So they can walk into a room and say, hey, look, I got a snake. Uh, duh. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> Let these animals live in their environment and quit collecting the shit and then building these zoos that have to 
take these animals in because these animals can't live in an environment that they're meant for because they weren't raised in that environment and they couldn't handle it and they'd die relatively quickly because they'd be eaten by other prides or whatever and it's just it's a sad sad world that we can't find a way to make things and they've done wonders with making vegetable based items that were originally meat based and people I guarantee you couldn't tell the difference if I laid out a variety of things in front of you and you tried them and I didn't say nothing I could cook them in many different ways that you wouldn't be able to tell and you'd enjoy it just as much as your big juicy nasty bloody <laughs> meat burgers is nasty <laughs> I don't know I just yeah I eat meat I also eat vegetables I don't eat as much as I used to I'm more vegetable based but yeah I know vegetables a living item too and everything everything that grows somehow is a living entity and it's like they sat there and figured out that trees and flowers and plants when you cut them chop them damage them burn them they actually send signals through their roots to other plants nearby and tell them that there's something going on that's dangerous it's like if you can close yourself up and make your make yourself scarce so you don't get damaged and it's just yeah it would be nice if we could all speak the same language and understand each other all entities but we can't but we should be civilized and it took us how many years to realize that yeah when you are boiling uh, lobsters alive and crabs alive that scream you're hearing and stuff that's it is actual torture to them <laughs> they are feeling pain it took us this long to realize that it's like so we can't kill stuff quickly sensibly and not torture them to death as we kill them we can't give them environments to live in that aren't torturous and do we really have to kill pigs and slaughter cows and everything right in front of other pigs and cattle and they do realize what's going on they're not stupid they, hell dolphins pigs dogs most of them are smarter smarter than us smarter than most of us humans but yeah i'll stop ranting i'm sorry it just really pissed me off with this whole egg crisis going on and then i see this shit and yet every one of these companies Every one of their CEO, CEOs, every one of the head-ups of the, all these freaking organizations, they're getting kickbacks, they're getting their their bonuses and everything else. Nothing like that's getting cut from them. But yet, eh, we just lost 100,000 lives. It's no big deal. <laughs> if 100,000 humans got wiped out, it would be a mass... mass murdering event that we'd hear about for ages but that happens regularly with these farms it's just i just 
I'm against it all. I I don't I don't even agree with I can't stand hunters. Yeah, I used to hunt when I was younger. But we have these game farms where you have deer, you have pheasants, you have all that shit on these game farms. Stuff's caged up until they're ready. Then they take it out, set it in the field. Half hour later, some dumbasses with guns from the city that don't know how to go out in the woods and hunt for real. Sit there and go out and just start shooting away, blasting things. We'd have... We had an 80 acre farm that I rented and uh, they rented out most of the land to hunt on to do for the pheasant farm down the road to release pheasants and hunt on it. And all of a sudden I started every time, every summer, any pheasants that survived and got away came to my tree lines and lived in my pine tree line. And then we'd sit there and feed them, put out feeders for them so they could enjoy life for a bit until a car hit them or whatever. <laughs> because the problem with pheasant farms, you have PETA and shit, but I think they are truly a scam organization because they don't focus on any of this shit. You don't see them fighting for this stuff. So why are you under the name of people for the ethical treatment of animals when you're not really focusing on this stuff? But pheasant farms, if you know them from the Midwest area, they put them right alongside the roadways. These big cages full of pheasants, raise them from the babies, and these little fenced-in areas with the fence tops that they can only jump about six feet in the air, and that's all they'll ever fly until they get released out in a field for a half hour, and then they get to fly just before they get their brains blown out. And I'd sit there and these assholes that put the pheasants out in the field, uh, sometimes the dickhead that was setting the, pulling the pheasants in and out of the cages and setting them out in the field would break the wings, break their legs, damage them, and then they're gimped up and have more problems. Well, I started taking pictures of this because I had the ones that would survive would come to my house and you could see them. They were all gimped up and they had problems getting around. I tried to help them out as much as I could to keep them alive as long as possible, but I could only do so much. I'm not a veterinarian. I'm not, I'm not a animal, whatever wizard or anything, but I did what I could. Gave them the best light they could if they did make it to my tree line. And then I had days where dumbass hunters came down into my tree line. And I'd hear gunshots going off just outside my house window. It's against a lot. I shoot guns that close to a house or a roadway. But these dumbasses seen that I had pheasants in my yard. So they pulled over on the side of the road and went on the other side of my trees and started shooting them. So, yeah, imagine a 400-pound guy coming out of his house bare-ass naked with two forty fours in his hand, <laughs> chasing him off his property. That happened a few times. So, yeah, I don't put up with the shit. So, yeah, I don't care if they're renting the farmer's field that I rent from. That's fine. Do your shit in that field. But you step into the part of the 
property that I'm renting, I'll come after you. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, especially if you're putting harm to an animal. Because my dogs are right there. My cats are right there. I got animals around my house that are mine. And you're just shooting shit. Yeah, it's not happening, buddy. But yeah, <laughs> sorry my rant ended up going even longer. <laughs> so, all right. Some sad news that we got. Uh, yesterday, we heard about it. But Sydney Williams from Shirley, Shirley from Laverne and Shirley passed away at 75 years of age. So she's up there with Squiggy now, who passed away with con complications from multiple sclerosis. What is it, two years ago now? Yeah, I think it was a couple of years ago. But now that she's passed, they're bringing up things like her audition to be Princess Leia, which I think she would have been a fun Princess Leia. Uh, but I don't see... I don't see exactly, I mean, she was 75, so I'm sure her death was something natural. Uh, says here, a statement released by Liz Cranus. Which read, uh... That Sydney Williams was ill, but no further details have been revealed. So, and she was 75. And she was in a lot of great things. And she, American Graffiti was probably the first time I seen her with uh, Richie Cunningham. <laughs> uh, they kind of worked together a lot throughout the years. But yeah, she'll be missed. But now, Shirley and Squiggy are together. Uh, now let's go down some, get to some actual health stuff now. <laughs> since we've talked about, ranted and talked about enough other stuff for the first 20 minutes of the show. Let's see. Multiple sclerosis MS can result in a wide range of symptoms, including seizures, far more often than the average individual. Researchers have found that brain lesions that can occur in people with MS can lead to seizures. However, seizures have other causes unrelated to MS. The human brain is made up of neurons, brain cells that allow people to think, speak, communicate, feel emotions, have personalities, and control the rest of our bodies. However, when a group of neurons suddenly become overactive and fires all at once, or when their connections are disturbed, different types of seizures can occur. Seizures in general have many causes. For example, babies may get them if they have a high fever. 
Anyone can get seizures if their blood sugar or electro other electrolytes like sodium run especially low or high. These are called provoked seizures, meaning they're triggered by outside causes. However, some people with seizures have unprovoked seizures, which occur suddenly without a direct immediate external trigger. When people have many unprovoked seizures, they are said to have epilepsy. They got attacked by a cat. He's coming up to hang out. Or a seizure disorder. Seizure symptoms can vary depending on which part of the brain triggers them. Types of seizures include generalized, which involve the whole body, and partial, which involve a certain part of the body or function. MS seizures and epileptic seizures have the same symptoms. I gotta do a quick adjustment here with the cat. Gotta get him putting his papoose. Yeah, his little papoose to hold his big caboose. Yeah. Yeah, you're getting fatter. <laughs> you're getting heavier to pick up lately. You need summertime to get here so you can get out and do some running. Uh, MS causes brain lesions and plaques, which can lead to seizures. Chronic inflammation in areas of the brain can result in scarring of the underlying brain matter. This scarring can affect the normal connections between neurons, causing disarray that leads to an increased risk of recurrent seizures. For instance, MS flares that occur in a specific side and lobe of the brain may result in involuntary twitching of an arm or leg or strange sensations of taste or smell, which I currently am dealing with these stupid taste issues. Got plenty of seizures myself this time of year with winter time. Researchers are still figuring out if MS-related seizures occur only during relapses. No, they don't. I can tell you guys that because I have spasticity issues and seizure issues year-round. So, I don't think so. Uh, let's see. Non-MS-related seizures include but are not limited to head trauma previous stroke, migraines, and alcohol and drug abuse. Uh, let's see, trigeminal neuralgia is characterized by sudden attacks of intense shooting nerve pains in one or both sides of the face, often triggered by otherwise mild facial stimulations, such as brushing your teeth or putting on makeup, or just someone touching you or you touching your face. These jolting attacks of pain may feel like a seizure, are not a sign of an actual seizure or epilepsy. Trigeminal neuralgia is more common among people living with MS. Fortunately, it is usually treatable with medication. That I don't consider a seizure. I consider that spasticity. Same with Lahiri's sign or you bend your neck forward and you get an electric shock running down your spine that I consider spasticity, not a seizure. Chorioarthritis, 
chorioathetosis occurs when brain lesions in MS affect deeper brain structures that control fine movements. The cat's brushing against my microphone. That means your cat is making it his own. He's putting a scent on it. <laughs> like my microphone. Uh, but Therefore, this condition is defined by dance-like movements in the arms and legs that may seem seizure-like for many people. But choreoathetosis can be now be treated with certain medications, which I got to find out what the hell medications they use because that explains that's the name to go with my condition where I have that, where my arms and legs flail at night and I have to move them certain directions or they curl up or tramp up or gimp up and have to constantly move them certain directions and ways and just can't sleep at all and just it sucks. It can be an all night event or just a few few hours or few minutes. Uh, usually not a few minutes, usually at least a half hour of issues. But at least I got a name to put with it now. Uh, they got all kinds of things you can use to try and treat and control and prevent seizures. Tegretol, car carbamazepine. Neurontin, gabapentin, and they got other medications like lyoresol, baclofen, interferons, things you can try for seizures and spasticity, beta interferons, including rebif, interferon beta 1, beta serin, interferon beta 1, B. And rebifs beta 1a, but they're all widely used for preventing MS relapses. But they also include labels about an increased risk of seizure, so you got to watch that with the rebif and the beta serin. Uh, baclofen has also been linked to seizures. A study of people with MS using baclofen reported a significant. significant increased rate of epilepsy from one chance in a hundred to seven chances in a hundred. Well, that bugs me now because I take a lot of baclofen. Right now I'm up to five baclofen a day, whereas doctors had me up to 10, 12 baclofen a day. Uh, newer drugs like Ampira have warnings about seizure risk. So talk with others that take certain medications, talk with your medical staff, make sure they understand what you're doing and what you're trying and see if you can get anything to help you with that. Uh, see, MS fatigue is different in many ways from the tiredness people may experience as the result of a long day at work or a late night out. Fatigue is also different from sleepiness, although staying in bed may be the only thing that seems to help at times. It doesn't help. 
I mean, I can stay in bed for a week and I'll still feel like shit and be all burnt out, tired. When I get up, it doesn't matter. Plus, laying in bed is not going to help when you got spasticity issues and cramping and bad knees and hips and problems sleeping on certain positions and all that. Problems sleeping all together because all the issues. Uh, according to the NMSS, people with MS commonly experience fatigue that persists daily, even after plenty of sleep, and worsens as the day goes on. When it when it, Fatigue affects people with MS in these ways. It may also be referred to as lassitude. MS fatigue is typically more severe than normal fatigue and may interfere with work, school, and tasks of daily life. In fact, MS fatigue is a primary reason people with MS have to reduce work hours or stop working altogether. It's like I say, on bad days, it's like, you were awake for three days, going to work, living your life, doing everything normal. And on the fourth day, still with no sleep, you got to try and try and be yourself. Try and get through that day. And that's how you feel. At least I do. So, uh, Let's see. Well, here. What does MS fatigue feel like? Some people said, my body just shuts down. Oops, I wasn't paying attention to my recording time, and I hit the half hour mark, and I got cut off. <laughs> but I know where I let, where I was at. I was talking about how, how fatigue feels to me. But let's see what other members say that it feels like. My body just shuts down. Or utter utter weariness everything just feels slow like taking three sleeping pills and still trying to function normally my brain and body just stop working i'll crawl at times sit on the floor then i can get up and take a few more steps and i have moments where i tell my wife i just want to stand up fall face down face first on the floor and just melt into the ground and just stay there. Just let people walk over me. I just, just so beat. I can't, can't move beyond that point, but bone crushing fatigue. It hurts sometimes throughout the body. It increases the body pains. Fatigue is a never ending battle. Uh, there are things, talk with your doctors, your medical staff, your neurologist, all that. Tell them what you're going through. They might put you on something like Symmetrol, Provigel, Modafinil, Amantadine, Adderall, which is an amphetamine, Dexotroamphetamine. And then there's methylphenidates, which are 
things like Ritalin and Concerta. But you can try that. Uh, they say add exercise, which it's hard to exercise when you're super fatigued. They say keep cool, which, yeah, that'll help your body not being in so much pain. But I don't think it really helps with fatigue, in my opinion. Avoid smoking or quitting altogether. I was smoking three packs a day. I quit cold turkey years ago, over 15 years ago, and I still feel the same as I did back then, fatigue-wise. Well, it's worse now. Well, yeah, it's worse now than it was when I was still smoking. So, there. <laughs> uh, check out supplements you can try and... There's tons of things out there. Anti-inflammatory is what I suggest to go for. Energy conserving techniques, which like make your work areas and stuff where you can sit more and get things done. Uh, I like to sit to do my prep work in the kitchen and then do whatever else I have to and then be able to sit on my roller chair if I need to to get around have a table that's low enough that you can sit and work at. Uh, park closer to stuff so you don't have to walk so far to get in somewhere and you'll use up all your energy getting to the place. And then once you get in, you're not in the mood to walk around and do things, uh, especially if you go to an event or uh, show or something like that you're going to want to conserve as much of your energy as possible for the main part of it uh let's see some some things for anti-aging that you can try they have curcumin which is a main active compound in turmeric it may slow aging by activating certain proteins and protecting against cellular damage. I use turmeric in my routine. Uh, EGCG is a polyphenol compound concentrated in green tea that may improve mitochondrial function to support healthy aging plus green tea. Intake is linked to reduced risk of disease and death. Collagen is a popular dietary supplement that may help prevent skin aging by boosting collagen levels in your skin. CoQ10, which we talked about the other day and I just recently added to my routine, is an antioxidant that your body naturally produces. Supplementing with it may slow age-related physical decline and improve quality of life in older adults. Supplementing with NMR and NR may help boost NAD plus levels in your body and prevent age-associated genetic changes. That's nicotinamide riboside and nicotinamide mononucleotide. Uh, crocin which is a pigment found in saffron, may combat cellular damage and reduce inflammation to promote longevity and prevent cognitive decline. I'd like to use saffron more in my cooking, but the shit's expensive. 
Vitamin C levels are commonly low in older adults. Having too little may harm health and contribute to premature aging. Other things you can try are vitamin E, which plays an important role in our immune function and the regulation of inflammation. The theanine, L-theanine, is an amino acid concentrated in certain teas, including green tea. Rhodiola, this medicinal plant, has potent anti-inflammatory properties. Astragalus is a stress-reducing herb used in traditional Chinese medicine. Bisotin is a flavonoid compound that's considered a senotherapeutic, meaning it will kill senescent cells to extend lifespan and protect against brain aging. Resveratrol, or resveratrol is a polyphenol antioxidant found in grapes, berries, peanuts, and red wine that may provoke promote longevity by activating certain enzymes called sirtuins and sulforaphane is a sulfur compound concentrated in cruciferous vegetables like broccoli that's known to have powerful anti-inflammatory properties it's like broccoli is just awesome for you it's just Definitely have it in your routine. I like doing throwing a bunch of frozen broccoli into soups. Uh, any type of pasta dishes and stuff, I'll add certain things. If I have salads, I chop up broccoli and throw them in there. It's just lots of great ways you can work with broccoli. Uh, let's see here. Stupid pop-ups. It's like, I know I'm on a site, but I really got to deal with all the pop-ups. Just have the ads on the side. If I want to click on them, I'll click on them. Uh, physiological changes of MS. How does MS wreak its damage? If your loved one has multiple sclerosis, you already know about the symptoms. They may include muscle weakness, trouble with coordination and balance, vision problems, thinking and memory issues, and sensations such as numbness, prickling, or pins and needles. What you may not know is how this autoimmune disease actually affects the body. How does it interfere with the messaging system that helps your brain control your actions? Nerve damage can occur anywhere in the spinal cord and or brain, which is why MS symptoms may vary from person to person depending on the location of severity of the white blood cell attacks. Symptoms may include loss of balance, muscle spasms, weakness, tremors, bowel and bladder problems, eye problems, hearing loss, facial pain, brain issues such as memory loss, cog fog, sexual issues, problems with speech and swallowing, and so on, and so on, and so on. MS focuses on the central nervous system, 
It attacks tissues in the brain and spinal cord. It's kind of like if you grab your charging device for your phone and it's got a bunch of holes in the cable and the coating on the cable is missing in a bunch of spots and you plug it in and let your phone charge all night long and by morning it's only at like 27% charge. That's because all those holes in the line that are open and free wiring are just sparking signals all over the place except for where they're supposed to go so the signals aren't going to our body parts like they're supposed to basically ms starts with inflammation then it, the inflammation targets the myelin the myelin myelin that gets damaged cut uh, gets scar tissues that form on the injured areas. The inflammation can also kill the glial cells. And then the signals just go all over the place and confuse our body. And when our brain tells our body to do one thing and it does something completely different, it's because the signals are getting misplaced sent to the wrong areas and just causing more problems uh some products that can make ms a little bit easier that you might want to have around your home just in case some adhesive toe warmers or some type of hand warmer toe warmers just in case you need them for those cold days and those issues or when you have sciatica or problems like that. Rollators, which are basically walkers with rollers on them. They got brakes and stuff like that now. They're awesome. They got seats. They got carrying baskets. You can add accessories to them. They, they've come a long way. There's single-use catheters, speedy cath and stuff, so you can... Find ways to not deal with some embarrassing events, some mishaps, some leakage, stuff like that. Uh, D-mannose is a type of natural sugar that, when taken as a supplement, may prevent or lessen symptoms of UTIs, which I never had UTIs until I got diagnosed with my MS and then... All of a sudden, now I get up to three a year. It's like, what the hell's going on? A toilet stool. So if you have bowel or bowel problems, constipation and stuff, they're, they are supposed to position your body in a posture that's most conductive to pooping. Or you could just get a couple cans to put under your feet. Because that's all it's really doing is lifting your legs up what about eight inches off the ground or so and that's just giving you a more straight bowl line to the toilet so the turd doesn't have to curve at all it can just go straight out electric toothbrushes might help a wheelchair bag toe socks 
same people have. They're designed for dancers, but these socks have tread that will help you from slipping when you're not wearing shoes indoors. You can get socks that have the tread on the bottom too. A drop foot brace help with that, keeping that foot upright instead of dropping down underneath you and tripping on it. An under desk elliptical. I hate those things. Uh, I don't understand what the sense of them is. I mean, if you have your legs straight out, yeah, that's fine. But if you have your knees bent and then your legs spread apart and you're trying to pedal, it just, it's, it's awkward, at least when I've tried them. A blender is good for, I don't know if you want to make your, make a bunch of smoothies and stuff, but I'm against smoothies because they're worse for you as far as I've learned. An activity track tracker. They got so many great apps nowadays to keep you up to date with everything. Uh, sleep mask. If you got problems sleeping, an e-reader. I mean, they got apps that you can speak into and they'll print out all your stuff you're talking about instead of trying to type everything out. There's lots of great things you can come up with nowadays to help you out. And I think you should add a lot of things to that list. I mean, you should add bars in your bathroom and stuff grip bars that you can do. They got suction cup ones. They got ones you can screw to the wall. There's uh, having a rolling table to get around. Uh, making sure there's no carpets in your house to trip on. Uh, handrails at all your staircases. And there's just so many things you can do to make your environment better. Uh, light switches and plug-ins in areas that are easier to reach instead of having to fight to get the things and putting stuff at eye level or at reaching level so you don't have to try and stretch to get up the things. Grabbing bars, walkers, canes, wheelchair, and there's just so many things out there, devices we can use. Uh, let's do one more here look at some supplements that are pretty powerful we got berberine which is a powerful supplement for example it drastically lowers blood sugar levels and improves most major risk factors for heart disease it's a bioactive substance extracted from certain plants it kind of Looks like uh, ginger. There's curcumin, which is the biologically active agent in turmeric, which we talked about earlier. It's a very powerful anti-inflammatory substance that may help fight numerous diseases. There's red yeast rice, which contains a substance that the active ingredient in the statin drug lovest statin. it can reduce cholesterol levels and the risk of heart attacks and death in people who already have heart disease. 
And one of my favorites, garlic has a wide range of biological effects. It can lower blood pressure, improve cholesterol levels, and help fight the common cold. Uh, I think you should add an onion on there. If you're sick, cut an onion in half, lay it on a plate next to your bed. When you wake up in the morning, you'll see a nasty-looking onion that's full of all kinds of bad bacteria that it collects from around your environment. If you get stung by a wasp or something like that, you got a stinger in your flesh, slice an onion, lay it on it, just wrap it. Wrap some stuff, cloth around it to keep it on there for a while, and it'll pull the stinger from your flesh. It'll just absorb it somehow and pull it out of there. Uh, it's just, yeah, it, onions, garlic, There, there's tons of wonderful things in our environment that are great for us, mostly vegetable-based. That's why we should have more vegetable-based items and quit killing so damn many animals. <laughs> but, hey, who am I to say against all these tailgaters and chefs around the world and everything? Just got to slaughter as much as we can because that's our way of life. <laughs> uh, dumbass humans. But that's it for today. I'm burnt out. Cat's kind of annoying, even though he's totally asleep in my on my chest. But we're going to end it there. We'll get back to you sometime soon with some more information. But until then, take care of yourself. Take care of everybody else. Take care of the critters around you. Give them... At least a little happiness before you slaughter them. <laughs> Keep following under the call of MS on all the different platforms. Audio, video, YouTube, podcast, whatever. And we'll get back to you again soon with some more health-related information and some more rants. And until then, we'll talk to you later. Bye.